so many thoughts. Start. Antipsychotic medicine is trash. Why? And it's because you can't give mentally unwell people medicine that go and go like, hey, it could kill you. It could fuck up your whole life. It could ruin your existence. Take it. Like, I'm fucking crazy. That's the problem. You can't give me more medicine that that could potentially make me more fucked up and go, don't worry about it. Yeah, like you're not going to Google it and overanalyze every little thing that it could possibly yeah. do. My doctor's doing this new cool thing where she just doesn't tell me any side effects because she's like, you'll just hyperfixate on them. But like, bitch, I deserve to know what possible. This one, the one I'm about to start taking has a rash that can kill you if you're not immediately aware of it. How are you going to not tell me, hey, maybe be on the lookout for a rash? Well, because then any little skin imperfection you have, you'll be like, this is it. This is the rash. But this particular medicine, if you even get like an irritation on your skin, you're supposed to stop taking it immediately. Because the rash grows in like a couple of hours and does kill people. Because it goes down your throat. Where does it start? Anywhere on your body. It can start in your mouth even. Do you have thoughts in your head that you want to expose? Oh no, to the world? I have a great thought. I'm sure you do. I bet it's terrible. <laughs> the look on your face tells me I know you think it's terrible. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'd be open to it. I don't know. I was just thinking about our. Um, just like this. This is important. What I'm going to say. Hmm. It is that not in any way, shape, or form to direct people to the Patreon because I know I look bad on that episode, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry for zero, first of all. I -hmm. I stand by what I said. No one expects apologies from you. We were talking about body neutrality. Mm Mm-hmm. What is body neutrality? It's uh, the idea that your body is... Like, the size of it is morally neutral. You aren't better or worse because you're thinner or larger. Your body is a meat sack that carries you through this life, and that is it. So, this isn't going to be about weight at all. (laughs) Okay. It's going to be about body neutrality. Okay. Is it possible that body neutrality could also encompass vaccine neutrality? I think you can be vaccine neutral. You can be like, I appreciate that there are legitimate good vaccines and that there are quickly made more precarious vaccines, in your opinion. Um, okay. <laughs> not say, my say opinion necessarily. Sure, 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 um, sure. Yeah, I think I think there is a like, I think there's a ground to stand on to be like, yeah. These have been out for a million years. I'm not terribly concerned with that. Mm-hmm. Nobody but wants this, polio. But this made me nervous. Yeah. I was unwilling to put this in my body. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And I just, I don't know. I was like thinking about all of the people that are pro like body positivity or even body neutrality and all of the things that they all of these protests they go to like uh, like pro-choice protests which i am for i'm pro-choice i'm pro-choice mm-hmm. in, in all areas of 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 what you do with your body pretty much i, I don't care uh-huh. so yeah. why are all of these 
fucking people who I'm, I'm not going to say fucking liberals, but like I fought it, but I'm just going to say all these people that go to these abortion rallies and then also support vaccine mandates, like not pro vaccine if it's your choice, but like specifically mandate, like doesn't that defeat the purpose of making your point? Like the, the vaccine is supposed to be a vaccine. It's supposed to protect you. So like if you take the vaccine, you're protected, right? So if somebody who's not vaccinated shouldn't in theory be a threat. Well, I think we knew from the very beginning that this vaccine did not fully prevent COVID. It lowered your chances Yeah, and but lowered the effects of COVID. That was what was being sold. But still, it doesn't make you any less um, in danger or any more in danger if you're vaccinated and everybody around you isn't. If everyone around you is vaccinated, your chances were still, your chances were progressively lower. It's like a stacking effect. Either it works or it doesn't. You can't have it both ways. If it's a flu shot, it's a flu shot. Just not a bitch. fucking flu shot. You said you it can have it both ways all the fucking time. You, you said that shit. You said that shit. Not with this, and it's not political. Stop you can politicizing have both medicine. Ways. Shannon co-signed. Say signed, sealed, delivered, motherfucker. I'm on one. You cannot. Oh, you you want to go? Not, not tonight, really. brother. Not tonight. You cannot say that you get. You cannot say that you support vaccine mandates and abortions. Yeah, you can. You can. You can. Because one only affects you and one affects a group. Do you see see what's fucked up about what you just said? One affects just you and one affects a group. If you're vaccinated, that's it. You're done. It's just you. So consider a shot instead of a vaccine. Sure, just say that. Nobody's saying that. Because that's the the verbiage that came out. But like, that's like, that's like when the Pirates of the Caribbean came out, we all started saying Caribbean instead of Caribbean. Like, it's just, it's just a word. For the record, I always said Caribbean. No, you didn't. I've been to, f- no, you fucking did it. Sure. I've known you too long. You dumb bitch. I think I said Caribbean because I would, I would never say Caribbean. It's because the Caribbean is the right word. One second. So I've been saying Cut here. Right. All of our children are just fucking up. What a shit show. Don't leave this in. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> we Neither one of us sound good in this. You texting George? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you being nice? No. I was texting Corey and I was being nice. Not about you, though. <laughs> I was like, she came for vaccines already. <laughs> You can't say you can't it's minutes just, in. I just find it ironic that the people who are like pro-choice, my body, my choice, but when it comes to vaccines, your body, my choice also, like that doesn't make sense. You those that in that very specific way, in that very specific way, you cannot have it both ways. In that very specific instance. There are a few instances in this world I gotta take my trays out. There are who Leave it, leave them in. Please. Oh, God. Few instances, that was horrifying. <laughs> there are a few instances in this world where you absolutely cannot have it both ways. And this is one of them. This is one of them. Mm, interesting. Feels very convenient. Wow. This is just, I can't take anything you said seriously after that. <laughs> it's not. It's not convenient. It's, it's not. It's just pointing out the hypocrisy that is in the fucking ether right now. Like, why is everybody such a hypocrite? It's like, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. 
Well, no, I'll agree with that. I, I do think that that's true. I'm, I'm giving you, you asked for the point of view. I'm giving you the point of view. The way that people are looking at it is that this thing, my pregnancy, affects me. It affects my body. It affects me. A vaccine, first of all, I'm not pro-mandate. I never was pro-mandate. I think it's a responsible choice to protect yourself. Um, However, I think that once we start telling people what medicines they have to put in their body, it gets a little dangerous. I agree. Um, Now, do I think that it is up to workplaces to say what they will or will not allow? Yeah. If we allow corporations to do all the other bullshit, we might as well allow them to do that one, too. Say that now, again. I think that your workplace has the right to say, like, if you're not vaccinated, like, my okay, here, my workplace had specific rules. If you weren't vaccinated, you couldn't work from home if you got COVID. That was, like, their big thing. It was, like, if you're not doing the work to minimize your potential chance of getting COVID, then we are not going to allow you to work from home during COVID. You will have to use your PTO. That's fucked up because these aren't professionals. They don't know what they're talking about. But that's they're just trying right to run a to business and they don't care about your life. But again, if the vaccine kills choice. you, the vaccine kills you. You're, you're replaceable. Look, we already let corporations get away with fucking everything under the goddamn sun. We let it's them. It's time to stop. Sorry. Have voting. Has found the loudest toy. He's okay. Just let him play. It doesn't matter. If there's, hey, hey, everybody, there's going to be ASMR. rattling in the background. Get the fuck over it. It's a baby. ASMR. It's a kitten. Don't, don't call a kitten a baby. It's a fucking kitten. It's a little baby. Don't, don't humanize animals. Uh, too late. Already did it's it. It's my boy, though. Can we just get him a quieter? This is too quiet. How about the quiet toy? <laughs> Look at him gallop away. Oh, my God. Anyway, I just... Yeah, you disagree, and that's fine. I, I No, I just I just think that it's t- it's t- it's at a certain point we have to put our foot down with these corporations. And I don't agree with people getting fired over not getting the vaccine at, in any way, shape, or form. I would have lost my job. I wouldn't have taken it. But is that the hill we want to die on? Or is it maybe like, I don't know, funding government that we want to die on a little bit? Or is it them voting like people are not paying taxes? The, like they get to pay taxes like human beings instead of like a fucking corporation. Like maybe we want to worry about all of that shit first that'll that'll come in due time but first things no, it first won't. like it has to because the government is raking in money from them so they will never crack down on them i it really does have to be a bottom-up revolutionary like circumstance like i hate to Truly say that there's going to be another insurrection eat the rich of sorts i said it i'm never taking it back eat the rich that's fine attack the bourgeoisie attack the and bourgeoisie. punch nazis punch we nazis we don't we don't disagree we don't disagree <laughs> Whenever I see a liberal out there punching a Nazi, I get a hard on. If I see anybody punching a Nazi, I get a hard on. I know, but I especially love it when it's like a soft liberal boy punching a Nazi. There's just something special about that where I'm just like, look at him. He just really stood up for himself. I just believe in capitalism. But yeah, listen, just let me, just let me do it. Let me, let me do it. Let me do it. Just yeah. let me say it. The problem is capitalism doesn't exist in this in the current state that we are in. And I'm still going. So wait. <laughs> I didn't say shit. I didn't say shit. It doesn't exist. What exists now is favoritism and nepotism. And you could make the argument that that's a part of capitalism. No, not at its core. Not at its core. You're not choosing the people that are worthy (laughs) of the positions that you are putting these asshole idiot (laughs) in. You are choosing the person you like the most. 
This is going to be so much work for me later. The one time you've said it. The um, one time. It, this is what end-stage capitalism looks like. It looks like the middle class being eradicated. It looks like oh, the that's poor getting happened. poorer, the rich getting richer. I know, because we are in it. We are in end-stage capitalism. In we, are, we are in it right before it crumbles. And there is the, a better system out there. My, my point is the system that's in place now is not capitalism. It, it, it's capitalism. It is allowing corporations to be more important than people. And it is fucked. That's not capitalism. Well, that's what capitalism turns into nine times out of ten. When we put money and items above lives and living and humans, this is where you end up. America is crumbling because we have become so it completely overrun with the idea that our corporations are gods. It's pathetic. It's truly... It is, it is pathetic. Do you hear me tonight? Who am I? Who is she? Unmedicated. <laughs> wow. You're raw-dogging it right now? Wow. Just raw-dogging fucking life, bro. Look, I'm wearing a ring again. Oh, my God. <laughs> why? I don't know. I found it in my car. Lined up with everything. It's probably why I made a text. <laughs> <laughs> How, why am I going to argue with this? How am I going to argue can. with this person? Look, I listen, capitalism is not evil. And I'm sick of that narrative. It's bullshit. Capitalism is the ultimate equal opportunity for all. If you have a good idea and you're willing to put the work in, fucking do it. You have an equal chance. But that has, been, that has been eradicated, just like the middle class. Because when you don't moderate anything... You begin to create the, I, I get it. I get the beautiful idea of capitalism, but unmoderated free market capitalism has allowed for these corporations to monopolize and grow and no one stands up to them because their money is going straight into everyone's fucking pockets. This is not even what this podcast is about right now tonight, guys, but this is what we're doing for now. You just have to pay attention to what's going on around you and look into stocks and then you can sometimes you get to play the I'm game to win. I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm saying there is a better world where people exist <clears throat> equally and happily. Yeah, there and it's not communism. Countries, there are countries that I, I didn't say communism, socialism. <laughs> <laughs> there are countries where people are existing fucking happily and safely and and they are taken care of by their government. And we cannot even trust our government with something as simple as medicine for a virus. We are wary of every move they make, but there are governments out there that are protecting the interests of their people. And that is not what we have here any longer. And I used to be like the biggest proponent of this system. And I am so fucking tired of feeling bamboozled by it. Well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> hate you, mean it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm proud can of you. We make I mean it. Can we make shirts that say "Love you, mean it"? Yeah, I don't see why not. No one's gonna buy them, but like, can we make them? Miguel, our one listener. <laughs> we gotta do his chart, man. We gotta do your chart. Sorry, dude. Every time you say "crazy," I'm gonna bleep it to prove my point about art and how they're the same word. <laughs> I'm gonna pee and get another beer, and then let's get into. I mean, you can still talk. I can still hear you. No, you're fine. I'm just checking my messages as usual. Oh, I was just like, she went right for vaccines. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. 
cutting that for sure. Oh, I, I cut all of this when I go out. When I really shine, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to leave it in because I gotta muzzle myself on top of already having fucking braces at 35 years old. <sighs> all right, <laughs> we're doing it. But this is gonna be such a bitch to edit. <laughs> it really, it's not gonna be great. Okay. Well, it's okay because nice this is a, th- this is a topic that people really care about. So I feel like if you can get through the uh, the cat noises, and if you also if you care about this kind of stuff, you probably are a cat person, so you understand. But um, if yeah. you can if you can get through that, then this is good because uh, I, not to be like Jeff Goldblum about it, I won't. I gotta stop talking. Like him. <laughs> you said that, and I was like, oh my god. I can't unhear it now. Um, well, welcome to how the rest of us feel. Man, they do just zoom around. No wonder he hurt his head. Yeah, it was concerning and uh, remains to be so. But I mean, that's a good sign, right? Yeah, they're playing. Light as a feather. <laughs> Stiff as a board. We're never doing that again. Didn't we do it? It got sc- We did that and it got scary for a second. Yeah. 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 We can it fly. Never happened. It, it never happened to me. I was the only one that nobody could lift. We got to me. And was the like, smallest we one. Lift. We can't lift Shannon. It just didn't work It's your emotional load is too heavy for the rest of us. Maybe it's an an intellectual load, dare I I suggest. Wasn't that. I was (laughs) arguably far more intellectual as a teenager before I did all these drugs and fried all these brain cells. All right. Don't look at me like that. That's just my face, bro. Enneagrams. Enneagrams. My favorite thing. Do me a favor. And maybe yes. the listener a favor. And just maybe give a brief rundown on what they are, because I'm still not entirely sure. I was tying a lot of it back to, like, astrology stuff. Yeah, that's a weird and thing that you do. Is it is it a purely psychological tool? Yeah. You would say so. Yeah. I'm trying to look up who made it because I forgot. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because I'm, I was not prepared for tonight. Really, I, I tried to be. Um, no, we weren't either. It's a Obviously, prin- principally derived from the teachings of the Bolivian psycho spiritual teacher Oscar Icazo, and the Chile- and the Chilean psychiatrist Claudio Naranjo. Um, they were influenced by the teachings of personality by George Gunderhife. So it's made by several people who are one who is a little spiritual most who are psychiatrists right it is a personality test that unlike the myers-briggs which talks about kind of like where you're at like at any given moment like what personality place you are in because that can change and fluctuate the myers-briggs fluctuates for a lot of people um the enneagram is usually really consistent like you almost never change because it is about core beliefs. It is about core systems, core fears, core motivations. Interesting. And I didn't know that. Yes. And that is a foundational thing. It does not change for most people. Like it might change from test to test because the test questions are slightly different. But if you take the same test at different times in your life, you should come up with roughly the same answer. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, it's because your motivation in life doesn't change. Like what what makes you fundamentally who you are are your fears and your motivations. Mm-hmm. And those things don't change. You will be afraid of the same things until you die. 
You will be motivated by the same things until you die. So that is funny that I tied it into uh, uh, astrology because that that is also true for astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that does make sense that it's quasi-spiritual. Sure. So I kind of assigned a little bit of a moon sign and a sun sign to each and every one of them. (laughs) Did you actually like write them down what they are? No. Of course not. I don't need to. Who are we? A real podcast? (laughs) No. I couldn't do that shit. 200 downloads. Um, I was like, don't forget to bring up how you feel about vaccines and fat people. Sorry. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, it was just tying those two things in together. It was just tying those two things in together. Mm, yeah, vaccines. But that's that's what my notes consist of. Negatively, motherfuckers. <laughs> I know. I don't know other way to be. And it's not. You know what? I'm I'm not trying to be negative. Again, it's just <clears throat> I just I'm pointing out a double standard. That's all. But back. We're not going backwards. We're going forwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enneagrams. So, the Enneagram is made up of different personality types, and it is on a. If you look at it, it's like a big circle. <laughs> It's a big circle with nine points and intersecting lines that connect each one of them mm-hmm. in different ways. Like they, like they go chart. all over the place. Yeah, it looks a lot like a birth chart. Um, the idea is that there are pure Enneagram types, which is one through nine, and then there are wings. And you can wing to the two numbers that are beside you. So if you're a four, you can wing to a three or a five, which just means you have the traits of that particular personality slightly. Give us an example. Sure. Um, so I'm a four wing five, which means that I am both very melancholic and dramatic and need to be the most special somebody in the entire room. You're but I me. also... Fuck off. I'm also (laughs) a wing five, which means that I'm more analytical and process-based than your average four. I'm a little more on the spectrum. (laughs) Well, that's probably the part of you that makes you uh, apprehensive to take medication. Yeah. It's like the very analytical part, the one that wants to have all the details, all the answers. Whereas um, your partner (laughs) is a four wing five. Three, which means he's like a more gregarious, more outgoing, more charming kind of a four. Instead of just being sad, he kind of channels his sadness and his melancholy into um, like charming other people and being the life of the party. Yeah, that is true. It's also very, um, it's very Sagittarius. I think that you can go off of Enneagrams purely based on the the full number if you want to. The wings add a little bit of, like, specification. It's like a little spice in it. Yeah. Like, you could look at, you could look at George and I and be like, both fours. Absolutely. Can agree. Can see it. Mm-hmm. But, like, a Sagittarius sun or, a sta- or, or, or even, like, a Sagittarius stellium versus a Sagittarius moon, which you literally are a Sagittarius moon. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a seeking of truth and, and uh, even justice. But it's kind of like an emotional philosophizer, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the rundown of what the Enneagrams are. Now, when we start getting into specific ones, I'm going to have to look up a couple of them because there's two or three that I'm not 100% on. But Well, we've got... I, if you throw them at me, we're going to do... Uh, we'll, say, we'll say stars of our time. We've got to find a place for Jeff Goldblum, obviously. 
We have to guess his Enneagram. Yeah. Just, just, for, just for reference for the listeners that care, because um, somebody has to still care about me at this point. What am I? You're an eight. An eight? And I believe you were an eight wing seven. Eight wing seven. That sounds right. When I took the test, that is true. Um, yeah. So you're an eight, which is, uh, for lack of a better word, like the bitches of the Enneagram. They're uh, harder. They're kind of like stalwart people. They're very tough and domineering. Um, they see the world kind of like in this division of weak and strong and they have to protect the weak people and outstrengthen the strong people. Mm. All right, well, let me bring my voice up an octave <laughs> and say that um, I don't always feel I don't always feel strong, Jamie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's not the point. The point isn't that you feel strong; it's that you need to project it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. It, <laughs> There is no room to show weakness. That is, yeah, no, weakness is disgusting. Yes. Or there we go. Oh, oh, it just came out of me. I'm just being honest. It's not. It's not that you're not allowed to be weak. It's that it's disgusting in myself. Mm-hmm. I give a pass to other people if I care about people. Yeah. Um, You'd have to because I am a four and we are notoriously weak. That's not true. Uh, other, you know, I know other fours. And they st- they mm-hmm. stand up to the plate. You stand up to the. You're not weak, please. You step. Up we to the show plate. weakness. We are comfortable in showing weakness. You're comfortable criers. Yes, or or exhibiting emotion in some other way. Sure, sure. But there's there's an emotional aspect, a melancholic aspect. Yeah, and I I mean I can I can get that. I get melancholic myself from time to time. Yeah, everybody particularly does. when it comes to the past, but I wouldn't say that I'm a bitch for the sake of being a bitch. However, <laughs> I can see how people would uh extrapolate that from my uh statements that I make publicly. But it's just the way it is with me. I don't, I don't really know how to fix it. I've God knows I've tried. Mm-hmm. I just can't, mm-hmm. I just, I just can't fake a lot of things. Like today, even today when I called out of work to watch the fucking cats. Yeah. Cause I cat felt baby got a concussion. Yeah. Well, he didn't get a full blown concussion. I think or else he wouldn't be running around the way he is now, but I had to make sure he didn't have one. I still got to take him to the fucking vet tomorrow on an emergency, you know, an appointment. But whatever, all of that is like, if if anybody had told me, fuck you, your shit matters less than going to this job that you hate and nothing that you do there is going to be important today. So just like, fuck your life and do this instead. Fuck you. Like there was, was, okay, so so now I quit or something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Like, yeah, either, either I do this or bye. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's, there's no in between in a lot of instances with me. And that has worked to my detriment very, very often, but it's all, it's also saved my life literally. Yeah. Um, it's can be like really black and white thinkers about things. Whereas like, a I, could, I could admit that. Yeah. Entirely a shade of gray. Like nothing is black and white for us. Everything is gray. 
But I don't think that weakness is necessarily an issue with other people. I think it's an issue with me. I think there are certain people in this world that need to be strong for the sake of those who are like really struggling. And it's not that I'm not struggling. Everybody struggles. Obviously we're human, but much to my dismay, I am also human. And I really feel like there are some people in this world that are just meant to be like rocks, you know, even if I'm not uh, good at it. When I, when I did, testing stuff with Shannon I was reading her song lyrics that this guy wrote about all the Enneagrams and I was reading hers to her and started crying in the middle of it so that just tells us a little bit about who we are (laughs) because I was so sad about her Enneagram (laughs) and like the song just made me so sad it 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 comes it comes from from a place I don't, I wasn't just made this way that, I mean, people perceive me to be, I don't, sometimes I'm surprised when people explain how they see me. And and I'm honestly surprised sometimes when people explain how they see you, because even when you explain how you see yourself, and I'm sure a lot of people that are fours would agree with this. If you really think about it, you're not weak. You're not weak at all. It just takes Mm -hmm. you a lot to make the really tough decisions, but you can make them. You yeah. have to really be pushed to the edge. Weak's not like the right, like. Yeah, it's not the right word. It's not the right word. It's just that fours are so emotionally driven. Sure. That they are comfortable with a level of weakness sometimes, but still like vulnerability is still difficult for me. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All right. We'll just keep going. I'll just keep going. It's fine. It's fine. We'll it's going to be fine. We'll adjust. <laughs> which which cat? That's why we had. Uh, that was that was Bosco. He's going to be your troublemaker, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. But I don't know. Do you want to go through them one by one? I mean, we can. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, we so, probably should because, I mean, if you're listening to this and you know what your 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 thing is, then yeah, let's hear you so, out and I'll, and I'll give you a zodiac sign associated with it <laughs> and, a, and a person. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is, is type one, which is the perfectionist. They're like your, your people who, who can't do well enough. Like they can never do enough. Mm-hmm. They hold themselves to this like impossible standard. They are terrified of underperforming, of not being good enough. Um, everything is just focused around being the best at everything. Um, I've got one for this one, dude. I've got one for this. What is it? Karen Carpenter. I don't know who that is. <laughs> She's from the Carpenters. She died of anorexia. Okay. And she was insanely talented and an, an insane perfectionist. It's heartbreaking what happened to her. Um, the sign that I would associate with this is probably going to be Virgo. So the the basic ideal, the rational idealistic type of one is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. And their basic fear is of being corrupted or evil and defective. Their basic desire is to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. When they're growing, they look more like a seven, which is like a more outgoing, more enthusiastic human being. 
when they're stressed, they look more like a four. So they get very melancholic, very apathetic. Okay. Uh, that's Karen Carpenter. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know her RIP, but I think <laughs> I, you know, I, I, that from what I know, that sounds like her. And the sign oh, that I, I would her. associate that with is Virgo because Virgo, when Virgo is shut down, and this is like, really, this is more like a Virgo moon because it's the emotional side of things. I feel like Enneagrams are all moon signs. But okay. a Virgo moon is highly anxious, highly perfectionist. And when they shut down, it, there's no there's no breaking that wall down. Like they just shut down and they don't hear anything anymore. It's it's the world is gone and it's just like mm-hmm. them and in, in their emptiness. And then they're they're consumed by their intrusive thoughts. So they don't have yeah. room for anything else other than beating themselves up and just being like a living panic attack. Yeah, ones are just like it like. It's it can be really sad just because like they're they work so hard and it never quite seems good enough. Yeah, it's always it's always really difficult. Um, the only way I know any ones is through work, um, but you can see it in like their work ethic, their drive, their their desire to be good and yeah. not mess anything up and how hard they are on themselves when they do mess up. Now, two is the one that really makes you upset. Oh, yeah. Two fucks with me. Two is the helper or the giver. Yeah. Um, My oldest daughter is a two. And so their their general personality type is generous, demonstrative, people pleasing and possessive. Their basic fears of being unwanted, unworthy of being loved. Their basic desire is to feel loved. And when they're stressed, they go toward an eight, which is strange. But they get like very black and white thinking, very hardened. They start to they stop giving in like their more natural way. Oh, I'm yeah. And then when they're growing, they look more like a four, which means instead of being so in tune with everyone else's emotions, they get in tune with their own emotions. Um, Because a two is like fundamentally. They look around and they they feel everything everyone else is feeling. It's like your empath. They they just take it on. They don't know their own feelings very well, but they know everyone else's like intimately. Right. And they just give and give and give. The sign that I would associate with that. And I know your oldest is not. It's, it doesn't have to be, no. you know, the sign of the person. Because Karen Carpenter, I believe, was a Pisces. But uh, mm-hmm. I, the sign that I would associate with that is it's kind of a toss-up. But I would actually pin that somewhere between uh, Aquarius, which is the white knight of um, the Zodiac. But really, I would, I, would, I would more put it with an unlikely pairing, a, a Cancer. That's like a Cancer moon to me. Yeah, yeah, I could like, see that. It's 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 quintessential empath, the nurses of the zodiac. It's somebody that takes on everybody else's problems before themselves. Some famous but, twos are like Eleanor. Let me, wait, let me let me. I don't know. I don't know anything about that bitch. <laughs> let me let me let me let me. Yeah, let go me ahead, do one of yours. Uh, Princess Diana, maybe Monica Lewinsky, apparently John Denver, Dolly Parton, John Denver. My favorite. Take me home. Country, Country road. road. Oh, I love John God. Denver. I fuck with John Denver so hard. It's my, it's my like, is. little kid music. Or, like, Bob Seger's like, gotta be a four. 
I'm trying to get to the next one, but it doesn't. But yeah, want so to go. if you're a Cancer Moon, you're a two, in my opinion. Like that encompasses what it is to be a Cancer Moon. It's like putting everybody's emotions beyond your own because you think that you're very capable of processing your own emotions healthily. But that is to your detriment because at the end yeah. of the day, you just wind up exhausted because you're people. There are certain people in this world that are like pure energy vampires, right? They just suck the life out of you and you don't know why or how, but they just find a way to do it every time. And then, then there are energy absorbers. They just absorb the energy of everyone around them. And then they feel guilty for not Mm -hmm. being able to fix every single person. And for that, like that to me is a cancer moon. It's like putting everybody before you because you think that your problems aren't as much as theirs and you're better at processing your emotions. So you can help process other people's emotions for them. And at the end of the day, there's no energy left for yourself. Yeah. And I mean, twos struggle so much with their own feelings. They don't mm-hmm. always understand them or feel them. They they can only understand feelings in relation to other people's feelings. It's like when it comes to them, it they, they avoid it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to other people, they want to fix everything. They're like little fixers. They're like the people you see helping at like crime scenes. They're the ones that are like rushing toward the car to like pull people out. They're, they're just like fundamentally like very good people. Like Mm -hmm. a two is usually a very good person, but they will be taken advantage of frequently. Like they're so desperate to be loved and to have love and to, to show love that people gravitate toward that and they take from it. I would even put Libra in that category. Twos make me so sad. <laughs> I know. Get over it. <laughs> I can't. I take can't. it. Take um, a breath and move on. We're going to three. Three. Uh, three is the achiever. They are adaptable, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Their basic fear is of being worthless, and their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Threes. Oh, honey. <laughs> These are Leos. They're like, they're like power players. They, um, they're leaders. They're like natural leaders. They, Mm -hmm. they gravitate toward a challenge. They want to be the most needed person in the room on like, like a professional level and an emotional and human level. They want to control and create when they are stressed, they go toward a nine, which means they get really apathetic and kind of ambivalent and lazy, and when they are growing, they go more toward a six, which means they're getting more security conscious and more stable. Okay. So we'll give that to Leo and Taurus. Okay. Whereas Taurus is more stability driven. And then Leo is more importance driven. <laughs> like a Leo feels things intensely, but they feel things intensely kind of on their own behalf. Mm-hmm. If they're not important, then they're worthless. If they don't feel important mm-hmm. to a, a large amount of people, then Who would they're you not think doing anything. For a three. For oh, for a three, like a person. Um, I'd probably go with somebody like Are you looking at a list? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna guess the list. Um, this person has to be Madonna. Who I, I believe is also an actual oh, Leo. Madonna is actually on there. Boom. Yeah, Madonna, Sting, Whitney Houston, Lady Gaga. Um, but a lot of what I see on here is, um, like politicians, 
Mm, and like, like your strong leaders, like, like Augustus Caesar and Constantine are on the list. Do we know their birthdays? (laughs) No, a lot of politicians, a lot of, a lot of actors in general, like Courtney Cox, Will Smith. They're all threes. Mm, mm -hmm. Like people that are just kind of naturally gravitating toward a movement and a, and a goal. Almost. Yeah, no. I mean, there has to be a purpose and there has to be a following. Mm-hmm. I would even say that, oh, wait, George was eight wing three? No, he's a four wing three. Sorry, four wing three. I was projecting. Yes. Um. Yeah, that makes sense because there has to be a following of some kind. You need support mm-hmm. and you need reassurance. You need to know that what you're doing is being received by the masses. You want to be seen. Right. And there is, if you go towards the uh, stability, like the Taurus end of things, then there is, there is like, I mean, Tauran people are drawn to beauty and art and aesthetics and all of these things. But uh, at the end of the day, they, they try, there's like this really, uh, I think it's like a tough thing kind of to be drawn to these very like eclectic things and then also need fundamentally stability like at the end of the day like how do you meet make those two things work right i looked at something and i'm shaking my head i'm so sorry why what happened because every other enneagram type when i've given you that first like little list of things has been overwhelmingly positive traits so now we get to the four which is you which is they just it's it's so they're always so fucking mean (laughs) Okay, so a four is the individualist, um, <laughs> expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. You're so <laughs> there. Can we say some nice things? Are there nice things? Because you're also very, very giving and very willing to take on other people's pride, and you're like so understanding. It's like fours are. <laughs> let's just do a, a couple positive. And I mean the royal, the royal you of fours. They decided not to say the nice thing, so I'll just say fours are very creative. They have a, an aesthetic that is very uniquely them. Mm-hmm. Um, they find comfort in the way things look and the way things feel. They are very intelligent about their own like the opposite of a two they're very very aware of their own feelings and they use that funnel to relate to other people pretty well they use their own like inner workings to do that so their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance and their basic (laughs) desire is to find themselves and their significance to create an identity well i mean the that's what you were saying before. That's like a huge advantage because you are capable of uh, loving your fellow man and appreciating the beauty in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're growing, we move toward a one. So we get more ambitious, more um, hardworking. When we're stressed, we move toward a two. So we start to take on everyone else's problems. We start boxing out our own feelings and taking care of ourselves. This one's going to Pisces. It's going to be Pisces <laughs> Great. for me. Fantastic. It's going to Pisces. Sorry, I had to turn around for a second. They're fighting by my camera. And if you knock that over, uh, it's worth more than both of you by a lot <laughs> in dollars. Um, you know, I'll give that I'll give that to Pisces because <laughs> 
Sorry, Pisces. It's also not going to sound great at first, but let me come around. A lot of drug addicts are Pisces. (laughs) Can you stop laughing? Don't laugh. Don't laugh at me. Sheesh. It's this intense, it's this intense pain of I understand what's going on so clearly. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody else get it? Yeah. Can I give you an example that's not a famous person? Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Like someone who's like, I'm in pain because the world is awful. Why don't Can you I give see you- how awful the world is? Yeah, exactly. Can I give you a famous example? Yeah. Of what I believe to be a four. Sorry about the sirens. Crime. We love it. <laughs> so exciting in your area. Is there a, a cat? Really is there room. a cat in a tree <laughs> somewhere? <laughs> so a famous four in my, or yeah, in my opinion is going to be Kurt Cobain. I don't see him on the list, but I would believe it. Let me tell you who is on the list. Anne Rice. <laughs> Anne Rice. Which is just unique to us, but uh, you know, also you have like Bob Dylan, all of the great see. artists of the of yesteryear, P- Prince, Alanis Morissette, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, Kat Von D. Okay, um, so yeah, I'll say, so we'll say we'll say we'll say Pisces, and I'm actually going to go with Gemini on that one too. It's your it's your typical tortured artist. Yeah, is what a four is. It's like your you like fours have this like. Is, I, this, fun, this fundamental longing to to fill a hole that exists inside of them with no ability to ever fill it. Like it is, we are like an empty cup that we keep fit, pouring into, but there's like a hole that everything is just leaking out of constantly. It's yeah. why it is so difficult to like be happy when you're a four. Yeah, that's that weird thing. I think that Pisces and Gemini share that, even though they're like polar opposites. You could not find more opposite uh, signs, if you ask me. But I think that that, that four is going to go to those two signs. Okay. Oh There's a fucking right. YouTube ad playing on my TV. It's super loud right now. Hold on. What? Oh, no. You ready? Yes. So a five is the investigator. They're perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Basic fears being useless, helpless, or incapable. Basic desire to be capable and competent. These are your these are your inventors. These are your your thinkers. Your um, eccentric weirdos who are studiers. These are your autistic men. <laughs> Allow me to to just say it right now, and I apologize, but Scorpio. Scorpio. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't get anything by those people. They're <laughs> detail, detail, detail. If one little thing moves in the room, they fucking know it. I'm talking about moon yeah. signs specifically. We're not talking yeah. about sun signs. This is a moon sign thing, which we yeah. can get into on a, on a later date. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Yeah. Fives are, fives are like, they want to know how everything works. Yeah. They want to take it apart. They want to get their hands on it. They want to understand it. They love to do their own shit. They, um, interestingly, their big emotional thing is that they they see emotion as a resource and they protect it very strongly. Mm-hmm. They're not. 
they're not very giving of that resource. Um, like once you're in, you're in. I know because I'm very familiar with fives. Um, <laughs> once you're in, you're in. I've I date a lot of fives. This is just my thing. Um, so we can give that to give it to Capricorn too. It's weird how these like signs that don't have anything to do with each other and they they're not paired at all. Mm-hmm. They like fit into these weird enneagrams. So what do they wing to? They can wing to a four, which is like your slightly more creative, out of the box thinker of a five, okay. or they can wing to a six, which is your paranoid, anxious, nervous five. Scorpio. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who do you think of when you think of a five? I've got like the immediate, like most generic answer for one. Like John Walsh. Albert Einstein. Elon Musk. Probably. Fucking probably. I don't see him on the list, but probably. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Down, buddy. Ah. Ah. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> yes, yes, um, yes. Like Bill Gates. Kurt Cobain actually is a five. I don't believe that. He's a four. <laughs> Wow, this list says he's a five. Trent Reznor is a five. Trent Reznor is a five. Tom York, Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick. Like, oh, love Kubrick. Like a lot of your like deep thinkers. Like they're still they can still be very creative. Listen to the purr ASMR. No, sorry. Keep talking. I'm just gonna cuddle him for a second. He needs. You're fine. He needs the cuddles. This is a high maintenance episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, your fives are just very like I every I don't want to be rude. I'm just saying every man I've ever met that's on the spectrum is a five. Trent Reznor definitely fits the bill. And he might even <laughs> be a Scorpio. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know his birthday. He's actually probably a Capricorn. Which didn't I give Capricorn? I gave Capricorn this one, too. You did. Yeah. Um, so when they're growing and they're being more positive, they go toward an eight, which means, again, they they stand up for themselves more. They're more authoritative. Um, when they're stressed, they go to a seven, which we'll get into when we get to a seven. But their seven is a little bit more. I don't I don't know what the downside of seven is. I think it's like kind of manic. OK, so that would make sense to me to be like. Like, like your mad scientist type. Oh, mad scientist. I can, I can, I can think of a character, but okay. it's not a real person. It's like a literal animated character. Dr. House is on this list, so it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Rick from Rick and Morty. Okay. Yeah, sure. Is a manic Prob- scientist. Probably fits. Yeah, I think so. Like an unhealthy five. So then what is six? That's what I'm getting to. Calm down. Stop rushing me. Six is the loyalist. They are engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Um, Their basic fear is of being without support and guidance, and their basic desire is to have security and support. Um, Sixes are, like, very security-minded. They see the danger in everything. They're just hyper-aware of, like, that, that beam could fall. They're hyper aware of, I need to have cameras. I need to have a savings account. I need to have the things that make me feel safe and secure so that my life does not crumble. Because if I don't have those things, I will fall into an anxious pit of disaster. Hmm. (laughs) Aries. 
My ex was a six. <laughs> Very familiar with how sixes can go wrong. This is also a Capricorn territory. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. what immediately stands out for me is actually Aries. Well, if you think about well, an Aries moon specifically, like I'm, I'm talking moon signs, but an Aries moon is very is very concerned with being able to support themselves and the people that they care about. Mm-hmm. They are also very combative, but not in a way that is like they're they're willing to walk away as a weapon. Like they use walking away from the situation. They weaponize uh, ignoring you. They weaponize negligence. They weaponize making you feel worthless. And okay. at the end of the day, like come first. And their their tactic is is not even passive aggression. It's just being purely nihilistic and passive mm-hmm. why is that funny <laughs> your cat was funny oh. um <laughs> when funny. they're when they're stressed they move toward a three which mm-hmm. means that they're like think like bad cult leader so that's the aries side of it yeah like like they start to get very controlling of mm-hmm. of like this has to be safe i'm going to control you to keep you safe which is what i saw in my ex a lot okay. um Whereas when they're growing, they move toward a nine, which means they become very peaceful, very chill. They're just like, okay, yeah, I need these things, but I want these things to make our lives better, not to control our lives. Yeah, that leans more towards Capricorn for me. Maybe even like a little bit of Taurus moon, Mm -hmm. but... There's a lot of like psychiatrists in this list of Like Freud? Freud. The king. Yes. Uh, Hate him. Worst psychiatrist <laughs> yeah no he thinks i want to fuck my dad he's gross i've written a lot of really like every time i'm in a psychiatry class and they bring up freud they're like write a thing about freud and i'm like i'm gonna write a thing about how much i think freud's stupid yeah I can't, I can't i can't condone half the shit that that man fucking published i don't think of my vagina as a wound calm down <laughs> it's not a wound i don't have penis envy contrary to popular belief assholes and i don't want to fuck my goddamn father that thing is so exposed. No, thank you. But also you get like. Seems like it gets in the way. Like, um, oh, Princess Diana was in fact a six. Mm. Token, Prince Harry, Malcolm X, Robert F. Kennedy. Senior. Um, just says Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, that's. that's sure. Like Mel Gibson. I'm just saying the people you'll care about. <laughs> Frodo Baggins. <laughs> I didn't think of a six. Let me think of a six. Uh, it's going to be like a director of some kind. I'm going to go with like Woody Allen. He's probably not on that list, but that's a He is on the list. Yeah, Woody Allen right after Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Wahlberg's also good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixes, sixes just get so tunnel visioned with safety that like um, think of it like an overbearing parent. Like you're playing mm-hmm. and you're you're playing perfectly safely, really. But they are like, no, that thing's going to break. That thing's going to fall down. That thing is going to hurt you. And and just there's like kind of an obsession with it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um. Let's see. A seven is the enthusiast. I think. Was I an eight wing seven or an eight wing nine? I think I you're an eight wing seven. You're sure. OK. Mm-hmm. OK. So they're spontaneous, versatile, acquisitive, and scattered. Sevens 
are afraid of being deprived and in pain. Their basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled. I don't know seven super well, so let me read the top little thing. They're extroverted, optimistic, versatile, spontaneous. They can be more playful and practical. They can misapply their talents. They can become overextended, scattered, undisciplined. They're constantly seeking new and exciting experiences, but can get distracted and exhausted. Um, they focus on their talents and worthwhile goals. They become appreciative and joyous and satisfied when they're like fulfilled. So for you, as it relates to you, I see that in conjunction with your eight as like your artistic endeavors. Mm -hmm. Like you have these needs and you hyper-focus on them to fulfill them, to, to be good at them, to get an enjoyment out of your life that you might not as an eight normally feel drawn to. Hmm. It's a little bit more. And it, I think it's why instead of being just a cold hearted bitch, like a lot of eights are no offense. Eights. Um, you have rising. That's why I was going to give this to, I was going to, I was going to give this to Libra. Mm -hmm. My first, for, okay, so Libra and Libra and these are like if you think about it, these are your actors and your comedians. Okay, so these are this this is almost like a um like my first. I want to be careful. I don't want to offend anybody, but why am I trying? Because <laughs> it just happens. Like my gut reaction was immediately like Sagittarius, mm -hmm. which is your moon sign. Mm -hmm. And I've already, we've already talked about it and whatever, but there's like this constant conquest for the unknown and to have like meaningful experiences. I don't know if that exactly fits the bill of this. So I may lean more towards something like, give me, give me, give me, give me the rundown. Optimistic, versatile, spontaneous, playful, high spirited, practical, uh, scattered, undisciplined, overextended. All right, yeah, I'm going to double down on Sagittarius for that one. Okay. Um, when they're stressed, they go toward a one. They start becoming very perfectionistic. Um, mm -hmm. When they are growing, they become more like a five. They start learning. They really hone in on their talents. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is your actors. This is your comedians. This is your entertainers. Give me one, and then I'll tell you ten others. <laughs> I mean, I'd say Leo, but I mean, in, in the zone, this one, this one doesn't really fit for Leo. Like the, yeah, the, the I agree. Yeah, it doesn't because there's not enough. Um, there's not enough of a microscope on the on the on the person who is. You know, I don't know. It's mm -hmm. weird the way I'm interpreting this, but you said Jim Carrey already. I did not say Jim Carrey already. He's up there, is he? He is, in fact, on this list. We got. Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Bruce Willis, Robin Williams, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Sasha Ugh. Baron Cohen, Russell Brand, mm. um, Britney Spears, Paris Hilton. These are our our entertainers. Even in the political spectrum that I see, we've got like JFK, Joe Biden, people who are chronically like charming seeming. Ronald Reagan. I don't see him, but. Uh, Brad Pitt, Cameron Diaz, David Duchovny. Like, these are our most gregarious of entertainers, I feel like. 
Yeah. The really in your face people, which is weird because yeah. I just, I, the, 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 that's the one where I should be like, oh, Leo all day, but it's screaming Sag for me. Miley Sag Cyrus. Badge. Miley Cyrus is on that list. I didn't say her. Mm, she's a Sagittarius. I saw her, but I didn't say it. All right. Are you ready for yours? Am I ready to, to talk about my Enneagram? Yeah. 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 The challenger. Self-confident, decisive, willful, confrontational. Okay. Are you stepping away? Okay. But I'm challenging you. Okay. Always. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Their basic desire is to protect themselves and to be in control of their own life and destiny. Hence why she's anti-vax. Um, <laughs> eights are self-confident. They're strong. They're protective. Uh, straight-talking, decisive, but can be egocentric and domineering. Um, they have to control their environment. I've walked into your house. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> um, There's no denying at, that. At their very best, they are self-mastering. They use their strength to improve others' lives. They become heroic, magnanimous, and inspiring. Okay. For eights, it's all about being self-reliant and proving strength and avoiding weakness. I am I am gonna give that. That's gonna be this is this is controversial because I know the mm-hmm. earth signs are gonna be like pick me, pick me, but no earth signs. This feels it's more, this it's more complicated than that. Me. It's fucking Leo, dude. It's fucking yeah. which is which is my moon sign. At their very best, eights grow toward a two, which means they start being more understanding of others. They become a little more tolerant. That's um, where we get more towards the Aquarius end of things. Yeah, they give more. Um, mm-hmm. When they're stressed, they move toward a five. They hyperfixate. They get detail-driven. They get nervous and anxious about the details and mm-hmm. start breaking down, like, what's going to happen? When is it going to happen? How is it going to happen constantly? Yeah. yeah. That's a little that's, uh, that's a little Virgo-y. But, I mean, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can actually see that in, in, in Leos as, as well, and, and Aquarians as well. I mean, we all, we all have, like, with astrology, I mean, the disclaimer I always give is that it doesn't have to be real. It just makes you consider things that you would not normally have considered about yourself if you don't believe in it. It's just purely a psychological tool, just like Enneagrams. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, there are a hierarchy of needs, <laughs> as it were. With who did you, who did you, you say laughing? was going to be on this list? Who did you say was Courtney be on this Love? List? I said Courtney Love. Yeah, she's there. Yeah, it's well, a I lot get of, compared. I get compared. There's a lot of uh, why wouldn't of sketchy I? people like like Saddam Hussein is on the list, but so is Martin Luther King Jr. Fuck yeah. Um, you know you got you got your John McCain's, ugh, but you got your Ernest Hemingways and your Pablo Picasso's. What do you mean? Ugh? I like John, Not a John McCain. McCain R.I.P. Uh, Jack Black. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, Jack Black's an eight. Uh, Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, oh, Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. Fuck yeah. Susan Sarandon, Jack Nicholson. Dude, fuck Russell yeah. Russell Crowe, all, all the best. Walking Phoenix. <laughs> he's probably Sean. A, he's probably a four. Sean Penn, unfortunately. Sean Penn. Well, I'll beat the shit. I'll beat the shit out of you. It's fine. Matt Damon, Alec Baldwin, Roseanne Barr. Also unfortunate. All right, Rosie so O'Donnell. Let's, look, look, break it down. If you're from Boston, you're an eight. Baba Wawa. We breed eights. <laughs> we breed eights. It just is what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not untrue. Yeah. Eights are just, eights just have this, this need for power. (laughs) Who doesn't really? Everyone else. (laughs) No, I think that everybody likes power. I really do. I think that's a part of the human condition. The human stain, if you will. I don't like power. I feel deeply uncomfortable with too much power. No, too much. Like more than a little? More than too much. Because then it becomes responsibility, and I don't like that. It's, it's, I guess you look at it differently than I do. I don't look at it as responsibility. Yeah. That's, that's why we are different people and different personalities. It's not responsibility. It's, it's influence. Um, and if you think you're on the right side of history, then, you know, your influence is positive and I might be, you know, but you might think you're on the right side of history and be wrong. That's very true. And I, and I accept that criticism and that's fine. But if I am, it's for the greater good. Okay, so lastly, we have nines, the peacemakers. They are easygoing, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, complacent. Um, They will do a lot to avoid conflict. They tend to simplify problems. They minimize anything upsetting. Um, At their best, they are indomitable and all-embracing. They're able to bring people together and solve conflict. Their basic fear is loss and separation. Their basic desires have inner stability, peace of mind. This is where we find our earth signs. This is where we find our earth signs. They're, they're, I mean, I feel like they were overrepresented in the beginning, but now they may be a little bit under. Yeah, this screams Taurus. Yeah. Chill. But Taurus is also like, I don't care. You guys figure it out. This yeah. maybe, you know, no. No, you know what? I'm going to give mm. this, this is a hard Libra. Because Libras are the diplomats of the Zodiac. They will hear both sides out and they will literally be the middleman to their own detriment. Literally calls them slothful and self-neglecting <laughs> at certain points. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. there are lazy pizza-eating babies. These are the guys that just want to just lay around, be chill, get stoned. It's Libra and Taurus. Yeah. Um, at their best, they start going toward a three, which means they start developing and becoming more energetic. They are going toward their goals more easily. Um, when they're stressed, they go toward a six. They become anxious, self-sabotaging, uh, obsessed with security, Mm -hmm. um, feel like they don't have any. Um, these are like, these are like a good buddy, like- Nines make good friends because they're easy to get along with. They're just go with the flow. They don't really make waves. Um, but they can be annoying in like their lack of motivation sometimes. You're just like, well, get off the couch. It's it's yeah, no, it's funny because you say all of this and to an extent, I think, like Bruce and Brandon Lee. Okay. But I uh, I know that they're not lazy, or mm-hmm. they weren't lazy. You know, may they rest in in the most peaceful of peace. Well, and of course, they can do better. It's interesting that they uh, sort of go towards a three. I think of this as like a softer kind of people, like a gentler people. Like, they're still famous people on this list, obviously, but they're more gentle 
Well, Bruce Lee is a classic. I mean, his his whole thing was uh, <laughs> be like water. Ronald Reagan's on there. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. He was moving toward a six. <laughs> the war on drugs? No, that's he not was, fair. Because he, mo- he was moving towards... George W. Bush is also on there. I don't agree Also moving poll. towards I don't six, agree I with this poll. No, anymore. I actually... I do. I just think it's... I think you're seeing... The more self-serving side? Yeah. Like sure. the the more the more self-sabotage, like the the more dark side of a of a sure. nine. Sure. Um but you also have people like Jim Henson, Walt Disney. I was gonna say Walt Disney. Okay, perfect. Bob Ross. James Taylor. Um don't see Bob Ross, but Monet is on there. That's kind of like Bob Ross, but it's kind of, of like Bob Ross. <laughs> basically Norman, Bob Ross. Norman Rockwell. Uh, Ooh, what about Norm Macdonald? He was no, but I a think that would make sense. Um, I think so. John Goodman, Jeff Bridges, Lisa Kudrow. Say no more. Hold on. Famous peacekeepers. Our Torrens, our Libras, our Venusian babies, mm-hmm. our Venusian moon babies. Because I'm talking moon science, particularly when I talk about this, the zodiac in relation to enneagrams. And to be specific, there are twelve signs in the zodiac, and there are fuck your thirteen only sign, nine here, by the way. And there's only nine enneagrams, but fuck your thirteen sign that Ophelia, what the fuck that shit is. That's not a thing. So there's twelve zodiac signs, and there are nine enneagrams. So I could assign a couple to each, but uh, that's, that, I'm just going with my gut reaction here. Obviously, you got to go with like somebody like Gandhi. I think Gandhi was a earlier, and I believe he was a two. Stop pulling yeah. your eyelashes out. <laughs> I'm getting my mascara off of it. Oh my god, uh, dude, that was water. That's going to pull your eyelashes out of your <laughs> fucking skin. Matthew Broderick and Whoopi Goldberg, Woody Harrelson, Gina Davis. Whoopi Goldberg does not fit the bill. She is. I not, think so. No, she's a shit starter. She is not a peacekeeper. Well, but there's multiple levels. They're not always peacekeepers. Like it's like the fundamental, but they can be unhealthy. They can be healthier. They she's also more ambitious than your typical nine. I'm surprised MLK is not on this list. Yeah, no, he was an eight. I guess he any, was a protective leader. I guess any like uh civil rights leader of 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 the time probably would have been an eight, but I mean, really, maybe he was an eight wing nine. Very possible. In fact, I would say highly likely. Yeah. I wonder what his sign was. That's our Enneagrams. You want to do do a fun experiment here? I do. Let's see what a relationship between a four and an eight looks like. Because I'm reading it about you and me, but it also applies to you and George. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, you just have a lot of fours in your life. The most special of babies. I can't imagine it any other way. Because I can't, I don't know, like, I feel like if it were any other matchup, I would just fucking lose my goddamn mind and go to jail. It yeah. has to be a four. It has yeah, to be. you need a four, but also there's some pitfalls here. Just want to sure we've been we've been we've been into some quasi physical altercations here and there. I'm gonna read it pretty straightforward. I know it's not like necessarily fun for the pod, but it will make this fun. 
Um, it's for it's for us, baby. You do it for me. But and you. I also want to remind everyone that not only am I a four, but Shannon's boyfriend is a four. So this just applies across her her life. And I'm an eight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the individualist with the challenger, what each type brings to the relationship. This can be one of the most creative relationship couplings, although it is also one of the most inherently volatile. <laughs> Both fours and eights are intense and have strong emotional responses. Both seek to get a reaction from the other, and both can be dominating of their environments. Eights are socially dominant, while fours are emotionally dominant. Both bring passion, intensity, energy, and deep, often unconscious feelings to all aspects of the relationship. They are attracted to each other's storminess, the other's vulnerability, and the other's hidden qualities. Neither is what they seem to be on the surface. Both are also highly intuitive. Fours by being self-aware and knowledgeable about how they are feeling and aids with their intuition and external phenomena, often with an extremely acute insight about the potentials and possibilities exhibited by others. Because of their passionate natures, both types become impulsive and reckless and taking extreme risks for love or of thrills or for the sensation of being alive. This can be tremendously exciting to the other, but there are trade-offs. Fours tend to depend on eights' practicality and ability to protect and provide for them, whereas eights tend to depend on fours' sensitivity and mysteriousness to se- mysterious sense of challenge. The fours' emotional life and heart may be one the eight cannot easily conquer. On the other hand, fours see strength, charisma, and solidarity in eights. Both feel the other can meet their intensity if that other would not be, will not be boring or non-responsive to them. They make each other feel more alive, something that they both want. Intensity, vitality, passion, and immediacy are the emotional hallmarks of this couple. They relate to each other and to others in their world from an unusually high emotional pitch. There is always something happening in their relationship, and they like it this way. Now. Now. Potential, potential trouble spots. Mm. both types take a certain pride in having a larger than life quality about them eights in their larger than life willpower and quest for control and fours in their larger than life emotions and their quest for self-expression both types want to be free and want to be free from having anyone control them particularly in their careers and private lives if they feel the other is trying to control them both types can become enraged easily triggering gargantuan battle financial and sexual intrigues (laughs) And rampant feelings of hatred. (laughs) Both fours and eights are emotionally stormy and prone to periods of rage, depression, vengeance, and various forms of acting out. When conflicts begin with them, they reach a certain pitch. Arguing replaces real connection and fighting and possible physical violence. (laughs) Becomes (laughs) increasingly common. With their communication and the violence often runs both ways. (laughs) They can begin to get into the practice of fighting and making up because both are more exciting that way. (laughs) They can begin to punish each other by withholding attention and affection and by verbally putting the other one down, often in public. (laughs) No coupling is more passionate than the 4-8 combination, nor is any couple more likely to deteriorate into verbal and physical abuse. And various kinds of personal retaliation for escalating offenses. They also tend to draw their friends and family into their conflicts, trying to make the others choose sides. They may get into the feeling that they are not able to stop themselves from hurting each other as much as part of them would like to quiet down and become more normal. The passionate attraction that they have for each other can end in obsession, hurtful, obsession and hurtful, ruinously impulsive action. <laughs> I feel like that should come with a PSA. Like, if someone's hurting you, please call this number. <laughs> I feel like the title was... I feel like we have the title of the app now. 
What? Rampant feelings of hatred. (laughs) Gargantuan battles. Does that feel true to your relationship? Uh, With you and him, yeah. Yeah. He's terrifying. He just passive aggressively made ice so loudly. I know. I was looking up to see if you were about to go kill somebody. (laughs) I'm going to wait until after we log off, but (laughs) pray for him. R.I.P. Jorge. No, stop. We'll talk. (sighs) Courtney Love is a Buddhist now, so there's hope for me yet. Yeah, she uh, grew higher to a two. Right? Isn't that what eights do? They go up to be twos. I don't know. I already forgot. I'll get there. But listen, <laughs> the point is, it's not all bad. No. There's, there's, it's not like you're an eight, you're a fucking asshole. It's just that you can't, there's no, there, I feel like with an eight, there are just less twos. filters. You grow up to be twos. Yeah. You grow okay. down so, to be fives. So, so yeah, did I say Aquarius with eight also? Because I do feel like that fits. It's like challenging, but also a healer. But I that was my, well, we we talked about it in text. And yes. I was like, this screams Aquarius. And I should have said it, but I but I didn't. You were, the, the, the description you were giving on the pod wasn't exactly what I got from what I read. But we'll go back more into Aquarius. And, and, and that does seem to fit, especially when it leans more towards the two wing. Like that's very Aquarian, challenging yet healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Aquarius and Cancer, they're the best signs. <laughs> they're the best signs. But they have their issues. They have their issues. Uh, you know, I, I love a Leo. I love a Taurus. I, I honestly love a Scorpio, but I won't get into that because I know it's dark, dark territory f- for me. You're not a fan. I don't know why. A Scorpio has never done anything to me, but I just have chosen to hate them. Well, you had a bad encounter with one. I re- you had a I horrific read- encounter with one. <laughs> I read somewhere today that it was like a mean Zodiac, and it just said under Scorpio, it said, Do you realize that other people don't unironically have arch nemesis? <laughs> Cancer's you- was like <laughs> terrible, so was so was Aquarius. It was all bad, it's all bad. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd actually love to hear that if you pull it up. I wish, good, I wish I could find it up, again. We'll we'll do it another day, but I feel like this is something we'll probably come back to, especially, I mean, I'm going to edit what I can out of this, this wound up the being. shit show. I mean, not even a shit show, just like there's, uh, tensions have been high and I, yeah. for some reason, decided to rescue the two side of me, these uh, sick animals that nobody wanted so here as I someone am. with a sick animal i get it yeah i just like adopted them knowing that they were sick yeah not to yeah. one i'm not trying to one-up you i just like it I, never would I'm have saying, occurred to me i'm saying that i'm uh, stupid for doing i don't regret it because mm-hmm. i regret nothing i, I regret 
I regret little. I regret some <laughs> things, but very few things. But they were sick. Nobody wanted them. And I loved them when I saw them. It was like, love it for, I knew I loved you before I met you. I just, it was, it happened to me with these fucking animals. And I had, to, I had to do it. I had to do it. They weren't going to go yeah. anywhere. I don't, I don't want to damn them to shelterhood forever. That sucks. Mm. They have their little colds, whatever. Anyway, all this to say. That'll be fine. My favorite, my favorite thing to say, all of this to say. I feel like there's a huge connection between these two things, and it may not have been on my part well illustrated tonight, but it's good enough. It's good enough yeah. for this pod. Dude, yeah, no, we're going to come back Enneagrams, to this because this is your astrology. And yeah, Enneagrams are just something I am incre- – I'm still learning so much about it, but I'm incredibly passionate about it. I – I like personality tests in general. Like, I did like the Myers-Briggs, but I I don't care about everyone else's the way I care about, like, my own. But mm-hmm. when it comes to an Enneagram, I feel like you can learn so much about a person's motivations and reactions, and you can learn so well how to interact with them so that you make sense to each other. Yeah, and it's more of a scientific thing with the Enneagrams because it's actually psychology and there's a test you can take versus yeah. like, this is what sign you were born under. And it's not purely spiritual. Right. Well, and have you ever, um, have you, have you heard the, the running joke lately that like, <laughs> like that men think of the Roman empire multiple times a day? Of course I have. Do you know who I yeah. live with? I know. This is my Roman Empire. I think about the Enneagram all day, every day. I never you stop have for thinking. a long time. Yeah, I'm for sorry, a few I'm years now. You, you're fine. Like for a few years, yeah. You've been like this for a while. This has been your astrology for a decent amount of time. So it's funny when you're like, I'm still learning things, but I sort of feel that way about astrology too, honestly. Yeah, like I've been like this for a long time, but I'm always learning right. something. Well, I I learn. Because I make people take a test and then I learn everything about that personality. So like threes and sevens are kind of like eh, to me because I don't know many threes and sevens. So mm-hmm. I haven't taken the time to like study it. Whereas every other number I could name somebody I know personally who fits in that number and that I feel the need to. Like, my mom is a seven weirdly, so I should know more about it, but I don't. <laughs> What's the seven title again? Um, let me look. I forgot right. The Enthusiast, I think. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, The Enthusiast. Um, sc- scattered. Like, if you read, like, the basic thing, it's, like, extroverted, optimistic, versatile, spontaneous, playful, high-spirited, practical. Um, but they misapply their talents. They become overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. Yeah, Sag- Sagittarius. Yeah. Which I happen to have a stellium in Sagittarius, but that's for another episode. Yeah, it's uh, and that's that's very much my mom. Um, she's probably an unhealthy seven, I would guess. Let's see what that goes to. A one, which means she's never happy with what she's doing. That's sad because she should be. She's a great woman. And my mom, she's she's Love pretty you. great. My mom, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> she's the closest thing I have to a mom. Yeah, no, she's oh, great. No. she's great. She, she really is. is. She is. I love her. She stresses so me out, I mom. Know. But that's what they're there what for. Yes. What are you gonna what do? You do? do? Can't cut her out. Still love I'd, her. I'd kill to have my mom stressing me out. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. But oh, don't just, put I'll things s- in perspective for me, bitch. 
I won't even settle for yours. I just enjoy having your mom stressing me out. I know. I know. It's a blessing to have her around and currently truly came so close to not having her around mom. And I do, I do feel genuinely very lucky that I still get to have my mom in my life. I just love how funny it was that she, I mean, she's always been like a funny person and she always will be because she's just incapable of not being sarcastic. But I love how she's Mm -hmm. like, sending pictures of her chewed up teeth like (laughs) 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 she still doesn't have lower ones her upper ones are back but the lower ones i can't get to fit right (laughs) i just like that she found that funny like i can't get any worse but it got worse (laughs) it did it did it did and she found the humor in it and we're so glad (laughs) yeah i mean that's the best part about any person is just finding the humor in the darkest hour yeah she's that's self-actualization she's out here today buying christmas pajamas for people with money she doesn't fucking have so ma'am sheila (laughs) but it's a tradition she buys us pajamas every year and that's what's important to her you can't dissuade her from tradition no no you can't this is something that we will revisit i will try to stitch this together the best way possible how are you feeling? Good. Good. <laughs> How are you feeling? Actually good. Good. Yeah. We Got need to make sure babies that we running around your house. Do this. Yeah, no, as long as I'm not like I don't know. It's been so rough, dude. And you we know. we missed a week. We missed a we week did. because things were just not Beyond. okay. Beyond and, not okay. And we're we're allowed because we're human beings and sometimes we're gonna miss a week. We will try to schedule it better. <laughs> Yeah, for, for now, it's fine. Yeah, and I, I mean, full transparency, we might we might miss a week or two coming up. Like, we've got, I mean, I'm fine doing the 22nd, doesn't hurt me, but, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about making a trip to Virginia before too long, so we might have a, a, a live and in-person pod. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wait, what's going to happen? We should stop recording now because we have to talk about something really quick. <laughs> but um, but I love you and I mean it. I love you and mean it. Okay, what? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Millennial Fight Club. If you want to follow us elsewhere, our Insta is Millennial Fight Club. Twitter is Millennial FC Pod. And check out our Patreon for bonus and uncensored content. 